2-1 success. Animo won the wing stakes by two lengths. Fangirl second, Profondo third. She said green, green grass, blue, blue sky. You better throw a party on the day that I die. Great to be back at Royal Randwick yesterday for that uh, very memorable race meeting. We saw the Winx Stakes won by Animo. He was the star of the show. Uh, there's a lot to talk about right through that meeting because there are other feature races and Ron Duffersey and Ali Mosley were with me there yesterday. Corey's apparently still away. <laughs> might never come back. Uh, what did you think? Oh, look, it's just fantastic to have the good horses back and racing and competitive and some... Some say, you know, oh, no, it's only a start off and, you know, it's not a proper group one, it's the start off race for their grand finals. If that doesn't, if that's not a crop, proper group one <laughs> with those horses, they're the cream, nearly the cream of the crop. Um, I must say, I think they are the cream of the crop. There might be a few sleepers come in, mm. um, but a terrific uh, race, uh, a terrific horse mm. uh, that won the race and some real good horses behind them, Al. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'm only just keeping the seat warm for Corey at the moment, so I'll just, uh, while he's on his European sojourn, so I'll be out of it shortly, but good to be here. And I haven't seen, probably in my lifetime, a lot of good, amazing colts, but Animo is certainly the best that I've ever seen physically. He's just so imposing when he walks on course. Everyone knows he's there for a few reasons, but everyone knows he's there. He's, he's a beautiful animal. Yes, mm. we're, gonna, we're gonna take you through the, uh, <laughs> the process in a moment, but let's go to the paddock. Uh, do you recognise this girl? It was Wink Stakes Day yesterday and she is only weeks away from foaling. Now, sadly, she lost her first foal and then she missed a year and now she's in foal to Piero and very, very soon, fingers crossed, all going well, we will have Winx's baby on the ground. How good is she looking, you know, for this time of year to have, you know, up up the cold, the cold weather still, and she to have a skin like that, oh, mm. she's just beautiful. You normally walk through the paddock and they're, they're just fluffy, and mm. she looks phenomenal. She looks like she could, if she didn't have that belly on her, be back in work. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. Okay, now here's, this, this was the process yesterday. Ali, as you now understand, <laughs> um, having Ronnie at the races and, and putting him down in the bunker, it's a bit, it's a bit like having him in the home, you know, like a, an old retirement home where, where we look after our residents and we send little helpers off to do the job so he can remain there and be comfortable. So we sent you down to the, to the stalls yes. early when Animo got there yep. and the reports coming back were that he was being a lad and he was... He, he was not settled down there. Yes, I think I might have sent a group message and said he's being a bit of a bull down here um, and got you nervous, didn't I? Very nervous. Well, I was nervous. I was nervous from the start of the day. I've gone to the races um, thinking I'm going to have the biggest bet I've had all year, a nice track, a good horse, and I'm winding myself up and I walk in the bunker and Charlie's Angels are there getting makeup on, <laughs> their hair done, and they thought it was Christmas. Yes. Uh, it was time for the Instagram photos. Oh, yeah. And I said, someone's got to get to work here. <laughs> I, I've got to send Agent 99 down. And, uh, no matter how he can go with her. <laughs> <laughs> and have a look at this. Have a look at this horse. Uh, have a look at this horse and report back. Well, I was expecting. Oh, everything's okay. You can push the button and have a bet. So, what were the reports? What were you well, hearing? The first one was two hours before the race. This thing's a Brahma bull. He's going to kill it. <laughs> He's going to kill everyone down here. And I'm going. Oh my God. But anyway, I don't know what they did. They might have hit him one of them blow darts and then <laughs> he walked in there. Hang like on, a... hang on. Before he walked in, James Cummings, meanwhile, has visited you in the bunker. Yeah, so I think he might have had wind. I'd sent some spies down right. there. Um, but he, so you asked him. I said, hey, "What's going on with this horse?" And he, he just said, um, "You know, he's, he always likes to own the place when he walks in and whatever." And then he walked out because he had better things to do. Okay. And then he walked in the yard. He was like a baby Labrador. Here he is. Mm. Yeah. Here he is. Like, made us look like liars, didn't he? As soon as he walked in the yard with his look, he's not even. He, I can't believe how well behaved he was. That's the best he's paraded in the yard. Yeah. No, he, he's. 
Yeah, we'll worry because he's you know he is a big he's a raging big, cult, isn't absolutely. he? But that's they know him. They know when he he gets off the float, he stamps his authority, he and then uh, he comes round. But uh, no. It all ended up well. And okay. he settles too. Once he gets there, it's that first probably half an hour when he gets off the float, they take his bandages off, he's back at the races, he knows what's going on. Everyone was looking at him. He had a fan club. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen so many people down there so early on in the season to be looking at one horse. Well, was... everyone loves a good horse, mm, you know, and, and we don't get them often. You know, we, yeah. we've got, a, you know, we've had our black caviars. We celebrated them all yesterday, yeah. you know, yeah. and we're lucky to have him for another year. Mm. Uh, yes. So he could have gone to stud, but he's yeah. he's racing as a four-year-old. Now let's go to uh, the replay of the race. Picking up on the home term, Halal leads from Forbidden Love. Across the line, one, two, three, four, five, six, all four-year-olds. Animo behind the leader. Bath the outside and Fangirl is last turning for home and Halal swings in front narrowly from Forbidden Love. McDonald's got no alternative but to go back to the inside and Animo and Profondo strides up with a big run on the outside. It's on now. Animo moved up on the inside to join Profondo and they're broken clear. It's Animo in front from Profondo. Fangirl late on the scene but Animo's drawn clear and there's another group one success. Animo won the wing stakes by two lengths. The first entire, the first entire since Show a Heart and Octagonal to win a Group One at two, three, and four. There have been others. Mentality is a gelding, did it? Yeah. Forensics did it, but um, for a stallion, this is a big deal. It's a big deal, and it's a big call. They like to, they don't like to take any risks with these colts that are already proven. But he was, a, he had to train on this horse. He had to train on. They were very brave, and I'm, ho I'm hoping. No, well, they've, they've already got the prize, but there might be more. He was always in control. Everything went according to script other than maybe uh, Halal leading and not forbidden love, but they stacked up. McDonald found his position. Didn't matter if he had to come back inside here. He's just travelling too well, and they, they'd just gone at a steady tempo. So everything went according to script. It's scary to think that he usually gets better mm -hmm. as he gets into a preparation. They're keeping their cards close to the, their chest as far as where they go next with him. Wherever he goes, wherever he goes, he's, he's certainly going to be a, a, a big threat. She, she was unbelievable, fangirl, unbelievable. Uh, she, she is a real Epsom chance. The tempo and the setup didn't suit her. That's a great return from her. Uh, all these horses behind, Profondo, he was... Uh, wide, no cover, pulling, um, did not adapting to the tempo of the race, and he was very, very good. He's a, a force in all the big races, and he, he could even be a threat to Animo in one of these races. And Halal went better, and everyone saw Beno. Mm. Um, he's mm. just a lovely stayer in the making, isn't he? He's, he's mm. a metropolis, maybe. Huey didn't even touch Fangirl in the straight. No, he... He, he, he showed her the whip. Yep, and that was it. Well, he knew the race was. He, yeah. he did, but he was only going to run second anyway. But he looked up. He, yeah. We say looked after her. He yeah. he knew I'm not going to um, flog a beaten beaten horse here. So. Yeah, mm. yeah. She, she was terrific. A binary winner first up over 1400 to do that. Yeah, that's uh, very good. There's a tie up to Winks as well with Animo. Um, Street Cry is the father of Winks. Mm -hmm. Street Cry is the father of Street Boss, who is the father of Animo. So you can't, you're yeah. not going to get Animo Winks. No, well, Winks won't be eyeing off a younger man. No, <laughs> for sure. no exactly. <laughs> James Cummings, normally reserved, uh, let his emotions flow yesterday. Here he was after the win of Animo. This is a great result for the team and uh, I'm a bit surprised I'm upset about it, but he's, he just means a lot to us. and it's a, it's a pleasure for us to have a horse as good as this back at four. Um, you know, Got a great team around us. That we say it all the time, but it it, uh, it it should go without saying, really. But you can see the effort that's gone into this horse to get him to this level, and uh, to have him back every prep is uh, is amazing. Um, to talk to the boys at the conclusion of his preparation last time, uh, you know, it's the to have the confidence in us to keep going with him that we could we, we feel like we can lift his value, lift his reputation. It's Group One win number four, and. Uh, you know, you can't help but feel like, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's well and truly stamped himself as the horse to beat in anything he runs in this, uh, this, this preparation. It's so significant, isn't it? Ray pointed out in the Telegraph this morning that the last horse to win at two, three and four, a group one was Shower Heart, and prior to that was Octagonal. And that sort of puts things into perspective, doesn't it? Yeah, like, you know, without an international horse, this horse might have won a Cox Plate, a Caulfield Guineas, draws a gate and a slipper, he's won a slipper, you know, far out. Like, <laughs> naming a cold that's not far off going to stud that's done that so 
he's just a, he's he's like our dancing brave, you know. He's like pretty special horse to have him work. When do we see him again? Oh, we we've got plenty of time to wait and see how he is. Pulls up. Uh, we've got sport for choice. There's so much on the table for us like him, but uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a he's a wonderful he's a wonderful horse to have in training for. He's highly shaped Marvin in Australia and a, and a great advertisement really of what we can do with the farm and with the stables we've got. He's seen every stable and you know all my assistant trainers between uh, between Dizzy, Red, Sean, Paul Reed, like they've all had their hands on him and. Uh, Great to see him flying, coming back with form like that at four, and uh, and, and hopefully the uh, the preparation unfolds as beautifully as it did there for him in this first up run. Yeah, he's a superstar. He's a he's a lovely horse. Uh, dare I say it? I think he's definitely got better from three to four, which obviously some can, some don't. But this horse, different horse. He's uh, a lot more alert. He's not so babyish now. He's putting it all together as that was a great demo uh, performance of a horse that's just obviously improving. He will only get better as he gets on as well. So I don't have enough words to say about him in terms of speak highly enough of him because he's just an absolute beautiful horse and uh, lucky to strap myself to him. Where do you rate him? You've ridden some good horses. Can you rate him right up there? Oh, he is. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's always oozed quality from day dot. Uh, his uh, size win was superb and it was the best feeling I've had in a race in terms of he, he, he was three back and he peeled out and just accelerated and he put four or five lengths on a field which was pretty impressive but to do what he done today obviously he's been prepared beautifully with two trials and he was here to win and uh, but I, I, yeah, I say there's more to come I reckon we're just touching on it's, it's great to see Godolphin keep this cold and work because I think uh, he's got some big targets ahead of him. We were pleased with him and Brenton was wrapped and good first up run, so we've got a nice big preparation ahead of us now. That's going back to his best form, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. He's a very, very good horse. He had a couple of mannerism problems last prep, but hopefully we've ironed them out and we're looking forward and today really, you know, made me very happy to see him run like that. He's on track. What did the jockey say coming on? Very happy. Smile ear to ear. <laughs> so the programme now? Uh, Chelmsford possible or four weeks into the George Main and then uh, we'll go from there. Okay, so that's how the George Main would line up with this market. Animo, obviously clear favourite. Now, Zaki will trial on Monday at Hawkesbury. What what was the story with Dewis yesterday? She was scratched in the morning on a vet certificate. Yeah, some sort of... They, 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 they monitor and have a... When she works and put a machine on them. A lot of trainers do that now. Mm -hmm. And she just had a little bit of a... An arrhythmia, you know, they have these heart murmur. Yeah, and they, yeah. they're they're right in twenty four hours, but yeah. they, you don't want to see them coming back all the, more than a few times yeah. because then you've got to have more tests. But um, look, Ed thinks everything's okay. She's going to Melbourne this week, he says, mm -hmm. and that's unfortunate. But she's uh, she's got plenty of time to recover with her main targets being over the the, the, the longer races mm -hmm. there. So um, from the stewards' report, Mawanga Tommy Berry said he requires uninterrupted running to build momentum into its races. He said that after being placed under pressure on the home turn when Ice Bath improved to his outside, he became held up on the heels and as a result he, 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 couldn't, he couldn't test uh, Mawanga. He... I think he's more of a cult than Anima. Honestly. Oh yeah, he was uh, he, he probably, was his behaviour yesterday was the most upward that I've, I've seen him. Yeah. I thought he was I thought he was really not that settled in the yard. You know, jury's out. I didn't yeah. I, I was the same with him and I yeah. thought mm. Yeah. Um, maybe you're the one that's turned culty, but yeah. look, we, we, maybe that knocks the edge off him. I, I don't think we can put the pen through him on no, that run. No, Just no. some other good runs in the race. I, I thought Hinged was very good. Yeah. When they sprinted, they left her, mm -hmm. and you look at her climbing their heels late. That, she's an absent chance as well. I think she got hampered a bit too. Yeah, she so. did. She was one. And then I just want to make mention of Stockman. I was having a look at the sectionals. Stockman ran the best last 200 of the entire meeting. Yeah, for a stayer, that's pretty good. Yeah, I just stoked him up at the line and asked him to find it. And, I mean, he's got a huge prep if we get the rain. Yeah. He ticked over the million dollars yesterday, Stockman. Mm. He only had to turn up and run because down to 10th, whatever they paid, tipped yep. him over into the million. So he's a millionaire. Good on him. He's a better good horse. Mm. Uh, Everest, the tab Everest, eight weeks away. Eight weeks away. The build-up begins. How's this for a trial? Now, that is Malkovich, who... 
wins trials for fun. Lost and running in the blue and the red in Carl Holt's colours. You describe the trial as perfect. Well, it was, you know, because he, he, he can be a little aggressive when he's fresh. You saw him at the trials. What do you, what do you make of him? He's a, he, he looks the complete package now. He's a big boy. He looks like he's come back. And, you know, I said, I said this sounds silly to say because he's older now, but he looks like he's come back stronger and just a more furnished, tougher horse. He looks like he's carrying maybe a little bit of extra condition, but we listened to Huey's interview after this, and I think he probably didn't give away how pleased he was as much as he was in this interview. Yeah, and here yeah. he is. Here's Hugh Bowman after lost and running trialed. It's expected, I suppose, for the targets that he's heading towards, but it's nice to have him back. It's the first time I've sat on him since uh, the race that didn't go to plan at Flemington. So it's nice to be back on him, uh, nice to see him. He looks well, he's very enthusiastic, and he had a good blow, naturally, but uh, it's a good start to the prep. He felt very similar to me, but he always was a very big horse, but... You know, he was always a bit loose and gangly. I think now, you know, he feels a bit more compact and putting it all together as a more mature individual. So, like I said, he's come back well. The thing with him is just getting him to settle because he is a horse that does carry a fair bit of nervous energy. So I always find the first time I sit on him is, uh, you know, I like to know where we're at. But he was really good. He, he with, uh, Rachel set a really lovely pace on the Bjorn Baker horse and just gave him something to settle in behind and... I mean, I didn't ask him to do much today. I just allowed him to do what he felt like doing, and uh, he did it pretty comfortably. Okay, he'll have another trial. Uh, Eduardo also trialed at the same meeting later in the program over the shorter distance of 740, and there he is in front. Yeah, just a little tick over. Joe's just keeping him happy. Um, he doesn't ask for any, anything here. Nash, it's an interesting horse that that beats him joyful fortune from Hong Kong, an older horse that's had obviously tendon or some, some issues. Uh, but yep, he's, uh, he's, he's ticking along well, Eddie, and uh, it won't be long before we see him again. Uh, down to trial on Tuesday. The, the opening trial on Tuesday morning, it'll be 8.30. We'll show it uh, live, of course. Uh, here's the trial. Two of them are confirmed Everest runners. You've got Alias Ellsberg Colding, Mars Crusader and Marzu, Mr Mozarto President, Political Debate, Ranch Hand and She's a Belter, the okay. Group 1 winner, is also back. That's a... That's an interesting trial. trial. And so, we're, we're waiting for Classic Legend to have a look at him as well. Yes. Les is talking him up. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Mm. Isn't he talking Very unusual. Game? Well, mm. the, the story that Ray Thomas had in the Daily Telegraph, and he's going to have one trial, Classic Legend, into the shorts, into the premiere, into the Everest. Mm -hmm. Les Bridge has come out and said it's a two-horse race. Yep. No other horses can win this Everest bar Classic Legend or Nature Strip. That's a huge statement. It is cool. Dirty yeah. work not there. Dirty work's not there. <laughs> dirty work's not going around. Les doesn't have to worry about anyone tipping dirty work. Here's uh, an update from Peter Snowden on Marzu. Peter Snowden, Marzu trialling at Rose Hill on Tuesday. What do you want to see from the horse? Oh, just trial nice, nice and relaxed. He's very fresh and well himself, so he'll have a really easy trial. He'll have two trials. But I just want to see him go there and relax and enjoy himself. You know the Everest better than anyone. Redzel went through a Concord and a Shorts, a Concord and a Premier, and a Concord and a Shorts. What do you do with Marzu? Oh, this fellow will go, he'll go Shorts and into the Premier. Uh, I think just two runs for this. He's a different horse to, to, to Redzel, and uh, just two runs to go in here. He's a very, very good track worker. Um, and, and backing up two weeks, two weeks, two weeks is the right formula for him. Here are the horses that are picked. Tab have lost and running. The star in Arrowfield picked Marzu. Uh, they picked him before he won the Group 1 10,000. Nature Strip has locked in for Chris Waller again. Uh, Max Whitby has Mars Crusader and Eduardo with you along. And of course, Classic Legend has a slot because Bonho owns one. Mm. So you can almost put the, the slot next to Classic Legend. He's only got to come back and he'll run. Uh, of the others now, uh, Palaley and Best of Bordeaux. Coolmore have a slot. They have a slot. And no, they don't have three-year-olds. Yep, mm -hmm. and I think Best of Bordeaux has come back into his three-year-old season in such good order. Mm. I don't see why he couldn't follow a similar path to what they did with Yes, Yes, Yes. Mm. Go for the rose, drop him back to 1,200 and bang. Mm. Mm. OK, uh, an update now with Greg Pritchard out at the races. Uh, he spoke to Chris Waller about the champ, Nature Strip. He's got, um, got everybody talking and... He, um, he's, he's thrilled the, the people in England, that's for sure, and did a good job representing Australia and New Zealand. So, um, yeah, he's come back well. We, we're, we're 
very pleased. Um, I didn't know which way he would go after the winter away. So he started winter here. We got him clipped before he went, which showed signs that he was entering winter. Um, in England, he looked pretty good. And since coming back from that, he's actually looking better. So I think he's in the Australian season already and probably an early spring. So um, that might be a good thing. It's still a long spring to go. That's why I don't want to push the button too early. I want to get him to, to obviously the Everest and beyond. So um, I don't think we'll be tempted to run him in the shorts. I've got to speak to Mr Lyons and confirm that. But I think we'd be going Concord, Everest and then one more. Okay, so Concord. Now, the Concord comes up in two weeks. We go to Rose Hill next week for the San Domenico and the Up and Coming. Then we come back for Chelmsford Stakes Day where the Concord will be run. Mm -hmm. You've heard from uh, Les with Classic Legend, uh, Lost and Running, uh, you know, Marzu. They're going short. So who'll go the 1,000 Concord? And that's always been the setup with Eduardo and, mm -hmm. yeah. and Nature Strip. That 1,000 metre race, whether it be the Concord or whether it be the, the challenge in the, in the autumn. What's... Uh, is, is Chris Waller being reminded by New Zealanders that... He's a Kiwi still. He's a Kiwi. He's a Kiwi still. They, they feel very lonely over there at the moment, the Kiwis maybe. Maybe you've got a, the Prime Minister tapped him on the shoulder and don't forget your heritage. <laughs> you're, you're representing New Zealand as well. Yep. Nothing more Aussie about Nature Strip. Well, you're in Baker, he always... He's, he's great country. Australia. Great country Australia. <laughs> but, but loves the money, but still supports the All Blacks. Yes. Uh, Chris Waller had a Group 2 win on the day with a filly by a sire he trained in Zoo Star. Zoo Gotcha gets the money in the Group 2 Silver Shadow first leg of the Dali Princess Series. No fluke in it either. Uh, no fluke in it. Look, uh, uh, the talk about the track yesterday was off the rails, obviously. I've got no issue with that. Every horse gets their chance when they you know, dodge the part they don't like. It's much better than the previous, you know, when the fence is on fire. Uh, so I, I, just back to the track, which I didn't mention. I'm, I've got no issue with the fence being off. This uh, Philly cut the corner. No fluke in the performance. Love these. Uh, this race is set up for these horses that have wintered in Queensland, mm. residual fitness, bit of sun on their back, and uh, this was proven here. Now, in secret, was unlucky, um, you'd have to say. Just it has to barge out there late. She did not have the spring bloom about her, so I think she's obviously the big improver. And she's going to be popular uh, when she goes to the Furious at 1,200. Mm -hmm. My question is, is she a sprinter or is she... She's going to be vulnerable, I think, when she gets to the... You know, if she goes to mm -hmm. the T-Rose, the flight, looking at a pedigree out of a low pink, so I'm yeah. invincible. And there's always exceptions. So um, while everyone's black book would be a, a, about in secret and she's a likeable filly of what mm. she's done, uh, I just yeah, want to I see how she comes on. I liked others out of it as well. I liked Wolverine, who run the best 200 and 600 of the race and will relish stepping up uh, in trip as well. Yep. Um, there's a couple here. Mm. I think North Star Lass with her racing yep. style and pedigree she is going to be a good miler. She was brave too, wasn't she? I thought, she was, I thought it was a brave run from Yeah, her. good on-pace miler mm. there as well. And there's a couple that didn't have a, a, a bit of luck. If, if, you know, if you go back and look at the head-on, it was mm. midnight in Tokyo, never got out... Yeah, never got out at all. Yeah. Uh, Chris Waller, Group 2 win, and it was also a Group 2 win for Willie Pike. Yeah, she did a good job uh, in the late autumn, early winter prep, and we thought we had something special, but, um, yeah, just the tracks. And then a trip to Queensland probably just helped bring her on a little bit, and she's been up there for the first part of her prep and then came down a few weeks ago and... Yeah, she's a decent horse. She just felt on today. From the moment I get on her in the prelim, from the moment she left the gate, she was just on. Um, as I said, I kind of all I had to do was steer, and she took over. For, she did the rest. Okay, that is uh, Willie Pike. Now the flight stakes. We've got the Furious and the T Rose to go, so there's a lot to happen yes. before we get to that uh, flight stakes. Yeah, definitely. That'll change as the next couple of races unfold. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to have a look at. Uh, this horse, Elation, he's a Golden Eagle prospect. Nick Price has already won a Golden Eagle with I'm Thunderstruck. How good could this horse be?
the Golden Eagle winner. On the inside is possibly a Golden Eagle winner in waiting. Mm. Yeah, it's a big call a long way out, and he's, he's probably got no form with two Adelaide wins mm. or whatever, but, geez, I, it, geez, he's a lovely moving horse. Look at him. Um, I'm in love with this horse, Elation, and we'll find out more in the next run or two when, when he starts off and uh, probably after his next run if he's a legitimate contender or pretender, but mm. I'm really treating him as a contender at this stage. So balanced too, isn't he? Oh, Just one beautiful run, a, run your hands straight across. Yep. Yeah. Uh, here is a race at Deauville, a Group 1. Now, let's go to the highlighted horse. This is a horse called Light Infantry, trained by David Simcock, who is coming to Australia. In Spiral is a very, very good galloper who wins this race. But have a look at uh, Light Infantry, and we'll hear from David Simcock as well. As well, a Group One in France. But it's in Spiral from Erevan, and nearest to us a massive run from Light Infantry as they approach the closing stages. In Spiral, the Red Jacket. She's just in front, and has won. To Light Infantry. Yeah, very proud of the horse. Very pleased. Um, you know, had a gallop to run out today, which is good. Mile was always going to suit him better. He's run his heart out and personal best, and couldn't be happier. We've got here. We've run well, and um, you know, picked up a nice prize. And onwards and upwards. Onwards and upwards. Uh, where's the direction going to next? Um, the likelihood is he'll go to. Um, we'll probably go straight to the Golden Eagle in. Um, Sydney now in October um, and that'll be his last run of the year and then he'll come back but um, no the plan will be to go to Australia. In very familiar colours, uh, yeah. Cole McKenna's colours, Jamaica, mm. Darwin Cup, playoffs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a few good jumps horses too. Yeah, a lot of good jump horses. <laughs> Elation and Light Infantry are now equal favourites so they're the two horses we've highlighted this morning. Uh, you've got Atorius to come back from overseas, uh, Converge a Group 1 victor over Animo, Espiona. Look at those names. Espiona, Chris Wallace saying she could go to the shorts mm -hmm. or the Scirocco. Mm. One of the two. I wonder what he's going to do with her. He's going to treat her like a sprinter or a miler or uh, whether he's worked her out at all yet, considering mm. what happened last preparation, whether she was a wet tracker or a dry tracker. Mm. He's, he's, she's been carefully handled and mm. was showed so much ability in the spring last year and there was just a testing time for her um, in the autumn. Mm. Um, and she trolled beautifully. Beautiful, she lovely, quiet trial. And she was bright. Really. I went and saw her in the stalls mm. and she was bright, switched on. She's starting to come back through in the coat, which is mm. what you like to see the most too. What about this win? Let's go to the um, show county yesterday. Uh, prime candidate uh, about to head for home and showmanship has to spot him lengths. He's just a winning machine. You look at his record. You know, he's had one run in two years. Um, the money spoke all languages there. He was in order. They were happy to bring him up the highway. Uh, neat, athletic old horse, I must say. He's not a big, bold horse, but he's a he's a racy horse and mm. gets the job done there in good style. Yeah, there's not actually a lot of him. I went and had a good look at him in the stalls, and he's quite lightly framed, but um, he was really forward. They'd obviously poured quite a bit of work into him at home. He'd had the one jump out, but I don't know if he's a horse that'll take much to come to hand anyway. No, he doesn't look that, does yeah. he? So, uh, Danny's done a good job with him. Obviously he had a suspensory injury and a bad one at that. So they've mm. nursed him back, gets the result first up, and then and they're, they're off and running into the spring and they can pick some nice little sprinting races for him. Prime candidate had his chance. Thought he might have went, uh, went a bit quicker in the run, mm. uh, but um, rocketing by was much better on the dryer. King of Sparta go for a spell and concentrate on the Gold Coast. Isn't he frustrating, though, King of Sparta for them? He's just got no race brain yeah, he just all that. He has to learn his trade. Exactly. He ate up the ground in 33.82, his last 600 mm. metres. And uh, Bob Peter saying he had such a bad injury, they just had mm. to take so much mm. time to get him back. Uh, here is James McDonald looking good in the Cerise and White. <laughs> good to put these colours on. It's uh, Obviously, they're a force, <laughs> force when they come over the Eastern. Um, border and and they they seem to take a lot of prize money but he's a classy horse and uh, obviously prepped up to perfection he was here to run really well and he, he did that and obviously uh, I'm glad he come to Sydney today. How do you travel through the ride nicely? Yeah beautiful he's uh, he's an old gentleman he just does what he had to do but his win record's just superb so he's a real winner he knows where the line is and pleasure to ride. OK, let's go to the next race, six of the Premier's Cup. Cathy O'Hara put on some very famous colours yesterday, Chalkstream. You were watching her closely. Yeah, I just threw the window in the bunker there and she was 
she was so proud. She was smiling and playing with the tassels. Yeah. She wasn't playing with them at the start here when yeah. they <laughs> nearly tossed her out the back. That's what she was saying. It was a forgive run from him and um, yeah, we'll see how he goes next time. But this is what happened to him at the start. He just goes up and... Simultaneously with the button being pressed. Yeah, exactly. So all over for him. So but He's got the warning now, so mm. there's yeah. a warning attached to... Her Majesty's colours will wait mm. for another day. So here's a Rapaho. He is a Grafton Cup winner. Now he's a Premier's Cup winner. Yeah, he's racing much more consistently. And I, t I tell you what, they're quite a ride. Definitely paid off yesterday. They usually build him up on the speed there and chip away. But he loved being ridden quiet there yesterday and really reacted and did a good job with the weight. Uh, he was honest again. Francesco Gardi. Uh, Lord Ardmark Moore was solid again there. And what else do we want to say? I thought Grove Ferry was very good. He was softened up uh, up there when um, uh, Durston bolted mid-race there and just made him do too much work. So he's got his foot on the till there, that Grove Ferry, in the right race. Uh, they won it last year, Baker and King, with Harpo Mark. So they've gone back to back. And uh, Bjorn, of course, realised, I didn't, but the prize money had gone up since last oh, year. Oh, Bjorn didn't know that. He does notice those little things. <laughs> when it comes to Australian money. Let's go and hear from, from Bjorn and, and Rach. What a day. <laughs> uh, that was a big win. He's, uh, you've got this horse going really well now. Yeah, I, I just had a talk upstairs. I said he's a bit of a fickle Frenchman, but he doesn't like a lot of work. We don't do too much with him, but Rachel really got him into a good rhythm. Actually, Carl Holt, whose colours it is, he was the most confident before the race. He thought he'd go really well, and uh, what a big thrill. Okay, what do you aim at? Because you're, you're winning, you're picking off these good races. Yeah, well, I sort of, uh, oh, I think he's nominated for everything. He's even in the cups. He has been up for a long time. We've got to be mindful of that. And in some ways, he just grows another leg on a wet track too. So that's always a, a, a pretty good thing. So uh, great to be here. And uh, yeah, she's riding really well at the moment, Rachel. The horse is flying. Look, credit to Bjorn and the team. They've um, got him absolutely bouncing out of his skin. And back up to the back up in distance today, you know, really helped him and had to overcome a wide gate. Um, but he settled well early and just towed me into it at the top of the straight. Early on, there didn't look a great deal of pace until Andy put a bit in, in with uh, Waller's horse. But were you worried there for a while? Yeah, I probably was a bit worried, but there wasn't much I could do about it from back there. I just had to kind of sit and suffer. And for a horse that gets over ground, he has got a very good turn of foot. So I knew he'd always sprint hard. It was just whether he was going to have to give them too much of a head start. Right. Uh, she went back to back in the Group 3 races. Uh, Premier's Cup straight into the next, the... Uh the seventh, the toy show, Rachel, and we'll get to that in a moment. You want to point out Sky Command? Yeah, Sky Command was out of the market here, but I thought the run was had a lot of merit. When these horses miss the start like this, and then they grab the bit and charge around them, they do a lot of work early in the run. So uh, she's missed the start. Usually she just bangs herself straight on the speed there, and then she's charged and, and bolted around the, the field here to put herself up on top of the speed. So uh, I just want to point that out before we go to, to the you know the arrows because I, I thought she did a really good job sticking on in saying that this winner is very very sharp she's been well handled she resumes off a stakes win look I, I've, I've always said 1100 meter form is just that 1100 meter form so what she's go has to do to take that next step to say I'm a really good mare is win at 1200 meters mm. and uh, she'll be given an opportunity to do that uh, Jamea was very good just found the 1100 too short and uh, we just spoke about Sky Command down the straight here here's the protest uh, fifth against fourth here um, looks Manova comes out on and hampers can we just pause that just uh when it coming up out there, can we pause it right there or slow it down just so we can see what Smyrnova is doing to Boom Nova? The grey Boom Nova, the Arafield colours of Smyrnova, it was fifth against fourth, but it wasn't from the connections, it was from the stewards. Tom Moxon, who was obviously auditioning for the top job there yesterday, <laughs> trying to show off in front of his, uh, his boss, Mark Van Gessel, he said, I'll show you how ready I am to take over Mark Van Gessel. I'm going to put a stewards protest in. <laughs> it was upheld. It would have been disastrous had it been dismissed or had he been fined for frivolous by his chairman. But Smyrnova and the Arafield colours, they said, came out... Yep. On to Boom Nova. Uh, Michael Hawkes was also saying that, that maybe the contributing factor could have been Sky Command coming in, but the steward said 
upheld. So fifth against fourth, it was a minor protest. Yeah, I think it was the right decision, actually. Mm. Um, so it's, it's all relevant because we've got first four betting these days and, yep. mm -hmm. and we're going to stay on the ball as far as mm. these things are concerned. You know, sometimes after the race, jockeys are, you know, I, don't mm. know, I think Sam might have said, oh, I should have run fourth. Mm. And she did run fourth after the stewards' protest, mm. you know. I think but, more profits could have been the hidden run in that race as well. Her sectionals were the second best uh, in the last 200. And she, she likes it over further, needs, too. Yep, yep. Mm. Uh, let's go and hear from um, James Cummings. This was uh, only about half an hour before Anima was due to step out. He had a, a lovely win with Zapateo and it was back-to-back -back group threes for Rachel King. She'd just been flying along in her track work. We were extremely confident. Uh, Zapateo is Osborne Bulls' half-sister and, uh, and a, a, a young mare by Brazen Bow who looks like she's got, you know, she looks like she's got lots of upside and, uh, and I don't think she's done with yet. Okay, so you keep looking for better races for her now? Yeah, look, Rachel did the perfect job from a good gate. She got the, she got the perfect storm in the run, was able to get her to switch off a lot better than she did at Scone. Uh, if we take her to the Shiraco next, then she's, uh, she's going to have to step up and get the job done over six furlongs and, and run it out strongly, but she's a fast mare and uh, she's got a very impressive turn of foot when they can slide up into the clear on the bridle like that at Randwick, then uh, you know you're cooking with gas. She was super today, um, obviously just off that one trial, but she's quite a lightweight sort of filly and was definitely ready to go today and just had to be as patient as possible on her. I knew she was going to have that really good turn of foot and just had to make sure I counted to about 20 when I turned the corner. Um, and she's yeah, just proving how good she is today. How has she come back? Does she feel bigger? Does she feel stronger? She's definitely stronger. Um, she's not the biggest of fillies, but she's definitely filled out a little bit and she's stronger and she's just a bit more mature as well. She still got a little bit keen early today, but pre-race she was probably better. Um, she's settled a bit more and definitely she's growing up all the time. All right, that was uh, Rachel King. She had a big day out. There was another girl who had a, a great day out, another young lady who we're going to get to after this break. But on our way to a break, uh, let's hear from Luke Price about the return of Jamea in that race. We jumped good, and then we just sort of hit a little bit of flat point there 50 metres after the start, and we just lost our position and ended back where everyone probably expected her to be. But look, uh, her closing sections were really good. You know, she really tacked the line well, so very happy with her. The second prize money takes it just over the one million prize money for the career after 14 starts. Yeah, yeah, she's a terrific filly, great, great filly for the stable. You know, Tommy's report then was look, he believes she's a Group One filly, and um, he reckons she can win the Group One. So look, it's my job now to find that Group One race for her to win. You mentioned Shiraco. What about beyond that? Um, yeah, Shiraco probably looks the, the likely step from here. But look, we'll keep a close eye on the weather, keep a close eye on the Melbourne weather as well, and just and just play it by ear. Nothing's locked in, but we'll just sit down the next week and, and find the next race. But look, that looks the likely option. Okay, we're going to go right back to the first now. This is a highway. It was a pretty strong highway uh, this week too. We'll pick them up coming around the home turn. Uh, the two horses that everyone was talking about was Bandy's Boy and Participator. And there's Poker Jack with Amy McLucas in the saddle about to peel to the outside. Well, I don't know how this happened. Um, its form was well exposed. It uh, was 40 to 1 to 21 to 1 in the last five minutes of betting. So someone knew it was going to happen. And... Uh, what a lovely smile this young lady's got, and why wouldn't she? Riding her first winner on a Group One, City winner on a Group One day, Amy McLucas, a real breath of fresh air. He's not an 1100 metre horse participator, don't sack him. He's still raw and green, uh, Bandy's boy. Look at this horse in the yellow cap behind here. Uh, this was a sneaky little go, Rabage. Mm. It had a lot to offer, and behind them there, and comes out, gets the head goes up in the air, lost all momentum. Love what uh, uh, he did late there, uh, but it might have been the one that got away. I think they respect him at long odds first up there, and and uh, there were certainly excuses there. The talking point mm. uh, was about Nashville Will. The stewards were very critical of his ride on Optimo, who was back from 1,400 to 1,100, mm. but just yep. lost contact with the field. And yep. obviously they've, they've, they've grilled Nash there about a, a couple of his moves there, Al. I thought that perhaps he just didn't muster speed. They got He obviously has got away slow, and Nash has sort of felt for him, and he just wasn't mustering. So he's mm. elected, I think Nash said in his comments afterwards, that he was given no specific instructions other than to allow the gelding to race where comfortable. But he anticipated he'd probably be a little bit more forward, maybe in a midfield position. But then on uh, jumping, he was hampered by what a peach. So he had to settle at the tail. I think their argument was that he didn't 
then try and write him out after yeah, that. That's, but, that's, that's yeah. exactly right. He, yeah. Nash's, Nash's excuse was he didn't want to stretch out, he didn't want to go. Yeah. But then the stewards came back at him and said, wherever possible, should. Uh, he should mm. demonstrate that he's applying full vigour to the horse. It was worth, uh, the question had to be asked. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, well, here she is. She rode her first city winner and she did it at Royal Ramwick. Amy McLucas. It's been a tough few weeks and just congratulations to Tash and her owners and thanks very much for keeping me on the horse. What a thrill to do it on such a big day like today. Yeah, I can't explain it. It's amazing. You've had a lot to do with this horse. You've ridden him plenty of times. You got on the back of Bandy's boy at the straight and he's too good. Yeah, he was. He's quite a tough horse. We've been wanting to ride him quiet and he, he doesn't like to settle, but I won the battle with him today and it proved, proved its best. And uh, Tash Burley was the winning trainer. She wasn't there yesterday, but congratulations to her. She does a great job. Uh, Tim Donnelly. Now, he's still got aspirations to get uh, participated to the Kosciuszko. Here he is with Greg Pritchard after the, after the highway. Probably found the 1,100 metres a little bit too short. You know, gave him a big start, but, but fourth of the line well. His quote for the uh, Kosciuszko halved this week from $51 to $26. You're going to run again in two weeks. If he can win or run well against there, again there, he's going to create some interest. Yeah, look, it, it might be that that race, high pressure race, the 1200 by then, may be too short for him. But look, we'll just see how he goes in a fortnight and then we'll take it from there. What did you make of today's run? No, no, I was really happy with it. It hit the, hit the, hit the line well, gave him a big start and, and, and ran well. OK, the $2 million Kosciuszko tickets are on sale until midnight September 7. Uh, even Ronnie knows how to use a QR code. <laughs> you just scan that QR code and it takes you straight to where you can buy the Kosciuszko tickets. $5.00. When people started buying the tickets, it was worth 1.3 million. Now it's worth two, and the draw will take place shortly after September 7. Far too easy on the outside. This is Moreland Bar Cup Day, working between races. We know how good he is. Yeah, we do. We, we know very much how good he is. He's $11 chance, but look at the front page. He's been a, a problem child, full of talent. Last year's winner, another one. He's going to burst onto the scene. Well, no, no. He was the country championship winner. Oh, sorry, yes. the country championship it, uh, winner. It is, it is confusing. It is. The country yeah. championship, Kosciuszko. Not confusing with Art Cadeau. He's won both of them. That's right. But another one gets his chance, doesn't he, to win, to do an Art Cadeau and win the double. Yep. And he could really Mitch do it. And Mitch Beer has some in as well, I would have thought. Menmouth yeah. and Sunrise yep. Ruby. I think I wish Mitch Beer would get out and promote himself a little oh, more. Because we really don't know what Kosciuszko horses he's got. Uh, here's the staying race, 2,400 metres. Impulsar gets the job done. And another staying Sydney win for Kieran Maher and David Eustace. Yeah, the race was stacked full of good rides all day and this is great tactics on a, on a horse they said might want 3,000 plus metres. So Brenton poured the pressure on, good tactics. Mont Felicity, just probably one run short, 18 to 2,400 in a high pressure race. Strawberry Rock, no excuses. Uh, Kitzbull had a few excuses wide and probably uh, should have run a place. And uh, uh, look, I don't know, we're going to get too wrapped in this form going into a spring. Uh, roll back the clock, go back to 2006 and these colours worn by Scorchland were carried a victory in the Warwick Stakes, which is now the Wink Stakes. Courts in session won that for the late great Guy Walter. Well here it was Scorchland for Todd Howlett, the trainer, uh, winning the midway yesterday. Yep, and uh, landed some nice bets too. He had really good consistent country form. He dropped in the weight yesterday, found his right race. I think the blinkers backfired on Bazooka. He really over-raced and was caught wide covering ground. Not that there was any disadvantage there. So, And Bella Violet, she, got, she went to barge out on the point of the turn there and got put back in a box. And she, she was only second up yeah. there. And I think with that wind getting knocked out of her and that run now, she's yeah. ready to win one of these a similar type. They're not, they're, they're not a hard races to win and she could measure up okay. I thought Tom Sherry really schooled Huey and James in this. He did. What? I think so. He I think did. he really well, took it to them. Might, I think he, he showed that he's, that he's up there with the big boys. He put Huey he back is. in a pocket, kept James out. He did. I just thought he, he really he sent him a replay came to of the race. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, we've still got more races to show you. We'll show you the Moolenbar Cup, a lead up to the big dance and we'll look forward to the San Domenico and the up and coming, our two features next week at Rosehill. Okay, it was Wink Stakes there yesterday, honouring the great mayor and one of the part owners of Winks had a winner. The Whoppet Colours for Debbie Kapitas, Niffler 
and a McDonald gem here. Yeah, always in control. He picked his mark, right back to follow. Peels off, way he goes. Uh, just their racing style was the uh, was the you know the killer for the other two. Casino Kid was. He had a lot to do. He's got a horrible racing style where he hits that flat spot and you've got to keep him interested in the turn. Very talented horse, uh, but send you, send you crazy backing those type of horses. And Opacity, two nice runs from him. He was okay. One air had good support and just probably a little bit too close in the run. Okay, into the last, and there was a, a bit of a, a betting battle going on uh, here with Arastro and Pizarro. Pizarro, like putters, got stuck into it. And watch this. Huey Bowman. Yeah, just precision, wasn't it? Uh, just a typical Bowman gem. Stalk, stalk, stalk. He, he's, he's like a surgeon coming through the middle there. <laughs> and uh, it was just pretty to watch if you backed it. And he can go ugly. A like, week's a long time. When free, if they were opened up like that with Frumos, <laughs> <laughs> he would have been a genius again. Anyway, that's racing, as they say. Oh, well, if Tommy Sherry sends him a video, he can send one back. Here's, um, yes, who have we got here? Here's Tom Charlton from the John O'Shea stable and Huey, who won the last. You know, the key to this horse is getting to relax. And once he did that for the mid-sections in the first part, he lets down like that. So um, Hugh knows the horse very well. It's a beautiful ride. Um, he might need a change of pants <laughs> after the last, but um, no, it was really pleasing. Just switch him on, he travels well, and then he's just not as dynamic in his finish. But I, I thought that John made a good decision to drop him back to 1,200 after his substandard run over 14 the other day. And, you know, I think just that pace of the 1,200 is more to his liking. And uh, I was starting to wonder where I was going to go at the 200-metre mark, but there was a little bit of room there, and he, he really enjoyed sort of taking that gap, actually. Magnus led around the turn. Machina Volante at wit's end moved up. They made a line of three. Wild Chap into the clear. Badush is running on. Yarnas into the clear now. They're using every blade of grass. Badush out wide raced up. Badush hit the lead in the cup. Impasse flew. Photo. Stable Quinella. Impasse. Badush. Photos. Fargo. There's the big dance. It's uh, starting to take shape. Now you'll see a lot of horses with cues next to their name. First and second and all these country cups go through with a preference to the winners for the big dance. But, of course, we've also got the little dance. <laughs> the little dance. The little dance if you miss out, Ronnie. Yes. Um, so that was the Moreland Bar Cup on Friday. Let's look towards Saturday. Uh, coming up is the San Domenico and also the up-and-coming stakes. Two feature three-year-old races at Rose Hill before we come back to Ramwick for Chelmsford Stakes Day. One of the horses going there is Swiss Exile. Here's Greg Pritchard with Annabelle. Annabelle Nisham, you've got Swiss Exile going to the San Domenico next weekend. What do you think of the chances? Yeah, obviously it's going to be a strong race as it, as it always is, but he's certainly at this stage holding his hand up as, as one of our sort of top seeds, three-year-old wise, um, coming into the, into the spring from our stable. Um, his trials have been good. Um, he's just got that very high cruising speed, as you as you see in his trials. I think if um, it's normally a race, Rose Hill 1100 probably will suit him. It's normally a race. Looking at what might go there, there'll be a fair bit of speed. But um, Sam feels he's, he can be tractable if we need him to. So um, that's probably the only query with him. He looks a little bit one-dimensional in the way he runs, but he's, uh, he seems to have that very high cruising speed and can kick off it. Casey Fogden, you've got uh, Best of Bordeaux in the San Domenico Stakes next Saturday. How is the horse? Beautiful. Um, he's done terrifically since that trial last week. Um, so we're sort of just taking him over now until the San Domenico. Of course, second in the Golden Slipper, won the Silver Slipper in the Cannonberry, and it's had two trials that have fitted it pretty well, I imagine. Yeah, um, he's, he's just done so well, obviously. We, we tipped him out early after that golden slipper run um, and sort of just looked after him, wouldn't push him. I was quite conscious of that um, and he's just, you know, I think that's really paid dividends. Looking at him now and, and the way he's coming up, he's just, he's ticking all the boxes. Tom Zuccarino going to the San Domenico Stakes. What sort of condition is the horse in? Yeah, he's, he's fantastic to be honest with you. He's, he's a horse that's, um, you know, a horse on the rise and he's still lightly raced and showing his sort of race craft. Um, so, 
sort of good improvement as he gets through the preparation and we definitely think he stepped forward nicely from that Rosebud win. Will you be represented in the up and coming? Um, we might go through the process with Hell I Am. Uh, he, he won on Wednesday there at Canterbury in, in sort of dominant fashion. Um, he's fit, sort of ready to go um, and you know, might take on a couple of uh, top notches sort of coming back first up. So it might be a nice opportunity to see if he can't sneak a bit of black type and get in the money. OK, so they're the two feature races coming up on Saturday, up and coming. And Ali, mm. the San Domenico Stakes, mm. we're sitting next to a bloke oh, I get to tell everyone about my ride here. I have to line everyone up and tell them how I rode this San Domenico Stakes. <laughs> Every <laughs> year they, they look forward to it in the press room. We love it. San Domenico <laughs> Stakes on gallery level. Yes. Was good Got reason. the ride over Mick Dippman. Yep. Oh. That's how good he was. Far Straight out. Straight under his neck. <laughs> uh, we'll tell that story in the press room just yeah. prior to the first yeah. on Saturday yeah, for the 30th time <laughs> hear it again. enjoy the re thank you we'll wait see I've you got next. a question for you okay so 10 o'clock we're going to be who up would you like I know, I know. <laughs> who would, okay a San Domenico winner who would you like to be on Saturday I don't know they're, they're just so evenly matched yep uh, I can't give you an answer okay I'd like to be on best of Bordeaux but I'm not a jockey. Yeah, so. it's going to be hard to beat. All right. You're, you're <laughs> going to be here for a couple of weeks. Just a couple. Until, until Corey eventually yeah. decides to come home. <laughs> Is that right? Mm. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and we'll be back next Sunday.